0: Hey there, listener. Welcome to the Deep Share Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Rouse, and for the last couple of decades, I've slowly been opening my eyes to a very different world than the one I grew up hearing about. And the more conversations I have with interesting people, the more mystifying this world becomes. So without further ado, let's get deep. We've got science to celebrate. David's Smith now. After Black Come on!
1: Than in the wind. It would look Everything I've said is true, it's real. Financial bosses? I like put those here to test our faith. A damn lie, I, I saw them on my own eye! Did I just drop sharply while I was away? We did an illusions, man! None of it is true! I'm not insane. This is mass madness, you maniac! In
0: God's name, you people are the real thing! We are the illusion. Welcome back to The Deep Share. Tonight, I have the host of Upstate Unconventional with me, Nico. Nico, how's it going, man?
1: Going really good, Andy. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, Hell yeah, man. It's it's still surreal to me, dude. Like, I started my show in June, and I'm, like, listening to all your guys' shows before that, (laughs) and now I'm sitting here talking with you. It's just... It's cool. Your
0: your show's (laughs) going great. I love it, man. Doing a lot of good stuff and uh, kind of covering a lot of the same material that I love more than anything else, which is the weird fringes of consciousness and the experiences that come with that. And you've definitely had quite a few of those.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's why I named the show Upstate Unconventional. You know, I just want to talk about the unconventional topics that you know, get the weird looks and everything, mm-hmm. you know, the stories that people tell and they're like, ah, you're not going to believe this, but no, I will. I will believe it. Let's hear.
0: Yeah. So. Let's follow this thread. Let's see where it mm-hmm. goes, you know? Exactly. So let's give my audience a little background for those who don't know you yet. Uh, what's, uh, how, how did you get into podcasting? You know, what would, what inspired you to, uh, to get that going? And even further than that, what kind of turned your head at one point in life that made you look at this stuff?
1: Yeah. So I've had paranormal experiences most of my life. I had one, I was probably about five years old or so, four or five, somewhere around there. And then I didn't have anything for a while. And then we moved into a new house in like 2003, I was 12 years old, 11 or 12 years old. And I started experiencing uh, sleep paralysis. And my brother had a crazy amount of um, paranormal experiences, seeing ghosts or whatever ghosts are. He had someone in his room and, uh, yeah, but with the sleep paralysis, I, I was always told it was just bad dreams, just nightmares, you know, nothing to worry about. And, uh, so I just kind of chalked it up to that and then getting into podcasting. So that went on from about 2003 to about 2016. When I met my wife, when I met my wife, it, things started calming down significantly and. Mm there's some synchronicities with meeting her and stuff like that. And we can get into all that, but uh, to get into podcasting uh, in August of 2020, I had a really, I hadn't had sleep paralysis in several years and I had one that happened and it was just, you know, out of this world. It it just, it snuck up on me like literally. And uh, that got me listening to like, like I was listening to like Joe Rogan and stuff like that kind of i was awake to a lot of conspiracies too um started i was a teacher before i quit teaching so when i was in college i'm sorry i'm jumping all over the place oh but
0: no worries man
1: yeah so in college i started waking up to it i started seeing the actual propaganda you know i started watching like ancient aliens and things like that and then that leads you down the rabbit hole and you start kind of picking up on Oh, you know, they're controlling things, they're doing this, they're doing that. And I'm like seeing it firsthand in my teaching program, like how they're uh, manipulating the language, how they're uh, weaponizing diversity, things like that. And I'm like, uh, these crazy conspiracy theorists aren't that crazy, (laughs) you know? And then in 2013, uh, the day I was graduating from my teaching program, the night before that I had a wild, uh, sleep paralysis, lucid dream, strange encounter that just really opened my eyes to things. And I really started kind of diving down the spiritual route and trying to look for answers on what the hell that could have been. But um, yeah, so back to podcasting 2020, I had this experience. So I started kind of branching out and I started listening to shows like the confessionals um, yeah. with Tony Merkel and stuff. And I started hearing people talk about sleep paralysis and I was already kind of on the train that sleep paralysis was a spiritual thing, you know, away from science. And so I just started diving down that rabbit hole and hearing these other encounters and they're very similar to mine or, you know, stuff like that. So
0: did you ever see that documentary, uh, the nightmare? I have not. Dude, it's on Netflix. You should definitely check it out because it's all about sleep paralysis and it's 1st uh, firsthand accounts. And I, I, I'm curious to hear some of your experiences in that realm, because this is, uh, they got like six people together that from all different walks of life that all had a very, very similar experience. And it's all that uh, pressure on the chest, dark shadowy figures in the room. And uh, that's pretty creepy to have that be a synchronicity across so many people's dreams.
1: And then you start hearing about like the hat man and things like that. I never saw the hat man.
0: But Never heard of that.
1: <laughs> I, I've had black entities, like, you know, big, massive things that are just standing in the corner, you know, and you're like, how do you explain that? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> okay, I can get behind sleep paralysis when they say, oh, it's your, your mind woke up before your body, you know, but when you're mm-hmm. in that state and you see in the corner of the room, there's something just staring at you. And it's like a black hole that feels like it's just sucking in all the light around you and things like that. Like that gets a little harder to explain. But um,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it also kind of feels like there's um, there's some things that align with sleep paralysis and lucid dreaming where like a lot of accounts of sleep paralysis sound somewhat like lucid dreams in a way. Am I right there? Is it like are they connected in your opinion?
1: I think they are because a lot of, you know, I don't actively try to lucid dream. It just happens. You know, mm. a couple times I've actually tried to do it. Nothing happened at all so Mm. it's like i've
0: I've tried to do the same thing man you look up all these websites all these techniques you can try mm -hmm. it's never worked for me i guess you're supposed to meditate more i don't know dream journals things like that Mm -hmm. there's things you can do i guess yeah
1: and that's the thing it's like these dreams like i didn't have to write them down (laughs) they're like burned (laughs) in my memory you know that's just like it's like this was important for you to remember and that's it like you're not going to forget this but um Yeah. I've had a few like lucid dreams where I've woken up and they typically end in like when I wake up out of the lucid dream, then I'm in the sleep paralysis and I can't move. And Mm -hmm. dude, I've had times where it's because just from having it so much, you get used to like, I have a clock next to my bed. You get used to looking at the time, Mm -hmm. you know, you just kind of train yourself to see. And sometimes the time's significant, but like I did it more to see like how long I was actually stuck there. And Mm -hmm. I've had times the longest was like seven minutes where you're stuck in sleep paralysis Whoa. and dude, like seven minutes doesn't sound like that long, but when you can't move, you feel like you can't breathe. It's, it's an eternity and yeah. it screws you up. I've never been in like a float tank, but I could assume it's maybe something like that, like a sensory deprivation type thing. <laughs> Have you ever had like
0: positive sleep paralysis though? I mean, I haven't heard many situations like that, but maybe maybe it can be flipped around if, if you're like, I don't know, super mastered and controlling consciousness or something
1: Uh, It hasn't (laughs) happened yet. No,
0: it's too shocking and scary, I guess. Right.
1: Well, it gets, when it happens a lot, it gets to the point where you're kind of used to it and you're like, Mm -hmm. okay, just ride this out. And then you kind of talk yourself out of it. You're like, I know what this is. Mm -hmm. This is going to end soon. And then you just kind of slowly come out of it. But Dude, that time when it was like seven minutes, I was like looking at the clock. It was like 3.03. And then by the time I finally was able to move, it was like 3.10. It, it felt like a year went by. It's...
0: That reminds me of psychedelic experiences I've had where time just stretches into infinity and you feel like you're the tiniest fraction of a, a thing. Just, uh, yeah, it's crazy, man, how time is so not real or something. Yeah,
1: and I've, I've had... um you know, experiences where I've experienced lost time and it's happened with my wife and we both look at each other and we're like, how the hell did that happen? You know? And like, it it started picking up like last year, right around this time, the first, honest to God, I'm going to say something that it's going to sound crazy, but it's synchronistic. Today's the 14th. I actually documented, I'll send you the screenshot of it. We had uh, a moment of lost time last year on this date. So that's oh, well, weird shit. that we're talking about here. Yeah, we are now. talking about it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm I mean, we just loop. like, yeah, it's just crazy. Like we just sat down, you know, on the couch. We were talking. I honestly felt like five minutes. You know, we got mm-hmm. the kids to bed. It was like 830 ish. Sat down. We're just talking five minutes. We look at our phones. It's like 11 o'clock and we're like, what the hell?
0: <laughs> like, yeah where did all that go <laughs> it's
1: it's unexpl- you know nothing weird other than that happened but it's wild but yeah just to wrap that up real quick i uh about the podcasting so i started listening to all these shows i wanted i, I had the idea to start one and just see where it took me and i didn't know where to start you know that was mm-hmm. in like december of like 2020 and then by june 2021 i had a really sc- really weird encounter i don't know if you've heard this one but it was a kind of out of body uh yeah well tell it
0: man if yeah, you don't so, mind. <laughs> yeah so
1: yeah uh, so this has happened a few other times but never where it's been so obvious that this was affecting things like in the real world too so i had my show set up and everything no episodes yet and i'm just trying to figure out what to do is like the first episode and that doesn't have anything to do with it but Uh, I'm sitting on the couch. My son fell asleep. He's on the uh, little love seat, like next to us. My dog's sleeping on the floor. He's a puppy. And um, my wife's sleeping, like kind of on my lap. So I'm just sitting there. Her heads and shoulders are like on my lap and she's asleep. And I'm just kind of sitting there like on my phone, whatever. And it's like, I don't remember the exact time. So I'm not going to say the time, but I think it was like 10 o'clock at night. But, uh, so I'm just sitting there and I just kind of start dozing off, closing my eyes. And, um, I don't know if a lot of people get this, but anytime I close my eyes, I see colors kind of swirling and,
0: Oh, my wife gets that.
1: Yeah. So it's it's weird. Like I'll just close my eyes and, you know, takes a second, but then I'll start seeing a lot of purples and greens kind of swirling around. And I can I've only that do that, that if I
0: press against my eyes. If I yeah, do that, then I can get it going. Sometimes yeah. I can keep it going. But mm-hmm. yeah, I can like I hope I'm not doing damage to my eyes, you know.
1: But yes, yeah, but you it's see the ex-
0: same colors.
1: It's exactly that, but it's just I don't, you know, it helps <sighs> no to pressurize, pressure. but sometimes I can just close them and then it'll just start swirling around and doing that. So I'm just sitting there, just kind of I guess meditating, zoning out into this, and they start swirling, and then all of a sudden. I'm like sitting, it looks like the best way I can explain it is that it looks like I'm sitting in the backseat of a car and I'm looking out the window. So I see the panel on the door and I see the window, but the window is where the colors are swirling and things like that. And as I'm sitting there kind of looking at it and, and it's in the first person, so I can like kind of see my hands in this state and everything. And I'm just kind of looking through the window and all of a sudden, like. Uh, a scene pops up like in the window and I'm looking out and I see like a forest looks like, you know, a still picture of a forest. And I'm like, Oh, and as soon as I recognize, like make that conscious connection, like, Oh, I'm looking at trees. It goes away. And then another picture started kind of swirling in and it happened a few times. I'm seeing like, you know, a city, trees, Lake, just a bunch of different kind of still images. And then all of a sudden, I I see this and it's, um, I see my dog in this window and he's just, he's sleeping on the grass and I like stop and I look at him and I'm like, oh, that's, you know, I make the connection. It's him. And he like, looks up at me in this thing and we make eye contact. And all of a sudden he wakes up in real life on the floor next to me. And I heard his head pop up. And His like little rabies tag started jingling, and I was like, and I snapped out of it and was like, Holy shit,
0: <laughs> whoa, that's awesome, dude. <laughs> and
1: again, total accident. I didn't like try to sit down and do this, but it just it happened. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, that was weird, but who knows? Maybe I jerked my leg. You know, I'm just coming up with all the real problems. Yeah, yeah trying exactly. to explain so it away. Like, that's whatever, you know. So I do it again and I just kind of, he, he goes back to sleep and I check my phone. It's like still 10 o'clock ish, whatever. And then I just kind of go back into that state. Same thing. It happens again. I'm in the backseat of that car. I'm looking out that mirror or window and it's scenes again, scenes again. And then all of a sudden I see a, a scene of a patio and I don't know whose patio this is, but my dog's laying on it and same th- same thing i make that conscious connection like oh that's him and then he looks up we look at each other and he popped up again in real life <laughs> and oh, i man. was like i'm done i'm just i'm done <laughs> it, it freaked me out but and step then...
0: aside caesar milan <laughs> it was weird dude. <laughs> the dreamwalker <I'm>... yeah
1: <laughs> that's a new business for you. <laughs> let me Dream meditate with your walking. dog <laughs> i'm gonna meditate with your dog and we'll Hell make yeah. a connection but we're going yeah, to have teach
0: your animals mindfulness,
1: <laughs> Yeah, oh, dude, it was weird. And I just hasn't happened since, but
0: mm-hmm. Damn, I mean,
1: man. those weird synchronistic
0: connections can just happen like that. Yeah.
1: And my dog, again, he, he's always like, he's my dog. He's obsessed with me. He follows me around. The other one follows my wife around, but like, he really like follows me around now. Like he mm. does not leave me alone. He's on my side all the time. He's like sitting at the, I'm down in my basement. He's sitting right by the door waiting for me to come back up. Like he's up my ass like nonstop. And I, I don't know, did that have something to do with it? This connection, Maybe, but
0: man. it sounds like you guys made like a spiritual connection or are you like, you got to go through it together. You know, <laughs> that's so crazy.
1: It's weird. Like, and I have no real explanation for that. All I can say is possible, like out of body, like meditative, I don't know. I don't know what to call it that's so
0: wild, that's so yeah have cool. you
1: have you heard of anyone else having anything like that or i mean i've
0: definitely heard of people that say that they can communicate with animals and there's i think i think my wife has someone that she wants to have on my show but um but yeah i could look into that for sure i mean that's a really unique experience right there it really does feel like you kind of tapped into something maybe at least like when you think about the idea of like um you know, the external world possibly being somewhat of like a mirror image of the internal world or something like that. You know, if he's your dog, I think man's best friend has a real strong meaning. That's not just some saying that we came up with, you know, all these deep rooted uh, archetypes and concepts seem to have uh, a lot of great meaning that really relates back to a deep part of us. So perhaps there is A really deep connection more than you're even conscious of with that dog
1: you know right i mean you think about it i mean he's a german shepherd and he's beautiful kind of like looks like a wolf you know aside from the markings and colors but it just makes you wonder like i don't want to sound uh pretentious or anything but like what if primitive man you know had that connection with a like because how did we domesticate dogs when you think about it They had to at some level
0: they had to befriend them
1: Right, like they like had to you, not
0: just like domestication, as in they wouldn't kill you, but some level of emotional connection came pretty early on. I think, don't you think? Right,
1: I, I have to think something like that because it's like how else? And just the fact that he's so much looks like a wolf. He's he's huge, you know, and things like that. It just makes you wonder. Like, was some primitive man sitting there one day and just yeah made this like or met this spirit animal or something, you know? Dude,
0: how about the fact that a lot of people pronounce it woof. They don't even say right. the L and they just right. say woof. And it's like automotopia for a dog's noise, a domesticated dog. Not, I mean, you don't often hear wolves woof <laughs> right but it's yeah. an interesting connect i don't know it's like it could be completely meaningless but no, so no, many nothing people with pronounce words are it too. i know that's how i feel too yeah it's i was all trying to play magic. devil's advocate but it's almost useless at this point with all the phonetics i've been looking into man but yes. yeah so woof it probably has some wicked primitive connection there you know what i mean it's probably yeah. why they named it that or something
1: who knows dude (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it's fascinating to dive into those rabbit holes because you're like why why do we domesticate dogs why didn't we domesticate raccoons you know raccoons are smart animals like yeah they'd probably be great right like they'd probably be great little (laughs) you know pets and helpers and stuff but no we chose the wolf and i'm sure you know it has to do with hunting and things of that nature but it's just it's fascinating but uh yeah so that that happened. And like the next day I told some people at work and they're like, that's fucking weird, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sit down, record this experience. And that was my first episode and it just kind of took off from there.
0: Hell yeah, man. That's great, dude. Well, you've been doing a really good job. I think, man, you got, you got quite a little following going just like we all do. I mean, we're all kind of connected on, on, in this journey of ours. And I I'm glad I get to sit down with you finally and kind of get to know each other a little bit. Um, so you have, um, not just like this lucid dreaming and, and stuff like that. You have like quite a bit of paranormal experiences that I've heard you tell and damn, I'd love for you to share some of that with my audience too, because I'm, I've been working on this whole witness concept where, uh, from many, many different perspectives, we're all kind of getting a glimpse into this one deep truth about reality you know and all of these different pathways can give away different pieces of the puzzle
1: and and that's the thing it's like whether it's an alien encounter a ghost encounter a demonic encounter a bigfoot encounter you know whatever the thing is it all kind of stems from the same uh i'm not gonna say origin but it's like it it leads a lot of people to the same truth you know Mm -hmm. whatever breadcrumb they pick up is what kind of leads them down Cause what I've noticed is people they, I I would go out on a limb and say, everyone has had a paranormal experience throughout their life, whether or not you choose to accept that, you know, a lot of mm. people will just tune it out. Like, Oh yeah, that was weird, but it's just my mind playing tricks on me or whatever. It was a dream, whatnot. But then there's oh, the yeah. people, people like us that <laughs> have something weird happening. You're like, why did that happen? I got to <laughs> go on this spiritual journey now to figure out what the hell that was. But, uh,
0: yeah absolutely yeah I, I it's undeniable when it happens you can't look away anymore and yeah. it's it's just beyond deniability you can't do it anymore no,
1: but yeah man like the paranormal and I, I i classify it as anything spiritual anything just that you can't explain like mm-hmm. with conventional physics or whatever so like another thing that happened to me and this again this could be coincidence And I don't think I've really talked about this at all, but this happened a couple months ago. I'm, uh, I was taking a shower, right? My wife was downstairs It's like early in the morning, kids are still asleep and whatnot. And I'm taking a shower and then I just, I don't know what it was. I decided to just like sit down in the shower and just kind of let the water hit me and just kind of started meditating. Cause I mean, I think our kids are about the same age. My son is four. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) Once he wakes up, like there's no time to do anything else.
0: No. So, and you don't, and you feel guilty if you're trying to do anything else. you Exactly.
1: Know? <laughs> exactly. And it's just like, <laughs> but so I it just, it was like, I'm going to try to meditate in here. Right. I'm just going to, and I I can't, my ADD is too much. I can't meditate like a normal person does, but mm. I'm just sitting there and I get the same thing. I get the color spinning and I don't know why, but I was just like, you know what? I'm going to try to Call my wife up here. I, I don't know why I did this, but so I just started saying her name in my head. Just saying her name in my head and just saying, you know, so and so come up, come up, come up. And I did it. And then all of a sudden she started walking upstairs and she came into the bathroom, opened the door, and I said, You came in. And she's like, Why did I come in here? What, what was I looking for? She's like, I, I came up here to get something. And and I was like, You're not gonna believe this. <laughs> oh wow. So again. <laughs> It could be just coincidence, but she walked in and she's like, I came in here for something, but I don't know what it was. And I'm like, well, you ready to hear this weird one? And she's <laughs> on board with it because she's experienced a lot of the weird shit with me too. So that's good. It's so
0: important to have a partner that can deal with yeah. the wacky shit. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly.
1: And, and something weird too. Like I, I mentioned it, like in the beginning there, like once I met her, the sleep paralysis pretty much stopped, but I've had, I have had it a few times with her and she's actually had it a couple of times since meeting me, which is weird. And this is what's so strange. She's had it. Like we've been just sitting on the bed, you know, she's I'm on like the phone or whatever iPad. And she's next to me in a sleep paralysis, like attack going through this. And it's like, I'm completely unaware of it you know? Oh yeah. She's and in she's the like, matrix. <laughs> right. And she's like, why did you wake me up? I'm like, you were just sleeping. Like there was nothing weird. She's like, I wasn't like kicking and screaming. I'm like, no.
0: Oh my God. <laughs>
1: and it's the same thing with like her for mine. She's like, I- cause in, in that state, I'm like fighting for my life to move, you know? Mm. And she's like, no, you're just sleeping, you know, nothing weird. So I, I don't Man. know if there's some type of, are-, are you in a different dimension? I'll just come out and say it. like, are you in a different Or you're just
0: more aware of things that are always here or something. Right, right. (laughs) It's
1: it's bizarre. But there has been a time, too. So, like, it's it's hard to say because there has been a time, too, where she's like, uh, there was something going on. You were, like, twitching. And I was trying to wake you up, and I couldn't wake you up. She's like, I was scared, you know?
0: Yeah, a friend of mine, I think was saying that he could physically move, but just not enough to do anything or to wake himself up. He said he was like laying there, like like hitting himself in the shoulder, trying to wake himself up and like, just like barely touching himself and it wasn't working or something like that. And it's interesting because I've the one lucid dream I ever had, I had all intentions of getting the hell out of it. You know, I had, created a nightmare out of it just from the fact that I realized I was asleep. Even though I had learned about lucid dreams and I I thought they were really intense, I finally was experiencing one and I wasn't conscious enough to go, hey, 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 settle down, do whatever you want, control it or whatever. You know what I mean? So I guess that's why I was wondering about the sleep paralysis, if there was any connection, because it feels so similar in the sense where so many people are trying to get out of it the second they're in they realize they're in it you know what i mean it's so weird
1: and it you know ever since i was a little kid it felt like i didn't i wouldn't say demonic when i was a little kid but it feels evil you know like it feels it's a it's just like this gut-wrenching like just darkness like you just it's icky you know that's like the best way like you just want to get out is is much as you can now i've had lucid dreams where it's just been a weird lucid dream mm-hmm. i've done i was doing weird stuff in there and <laughs> you know what not weird but you know what I'm like jumping around like abnormally yeah. high doing uh just being able to like open stuff that you wouldn't be able to move walls around things like that which is That's crazy cool. to experience but again i i don't know if there was any profound meaning in a lot of those i think it was just kind of like they let you go in a video game and see what you could do Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: um the ones that turn nightmarish into sleep paralysis always have that like evil kind of like you went too far or like oh you know like that's a cute you unlock something you weren't supposed to you saw something you weren't supposed to or another i was talking about this with a guest i had it's like is it is it like a a transformation you have to go through like do you, if you make it through the sleep paralysis then do you get to the next level are you now in the abyss can you like really mm. start to manipulate things is this like a trial like are you capable of you know and i try to that's an interesting I've never been take. Able to get yeah i just wonder like is this because they kind of say like you know this world is hell and you have to like to achieve enlightenment or nirvana or whatever it is like you got to go through hell to get to the higher thing so i always wonder like is this like a test on your soul kind of like are you ready to can you endure this enough and then move on to the next thing like
0: Mm. i don't
1: know i've never been able to get past that
0: now if i'm correct you said that you've never done psychedelics right
1: right But you're very
0: interested in them (laughs) yes
1: yeah So um, your
0: mind seems to work like like you've done psychedelics but you haven't. That's pretty intense. <laughs> yeah,
1: and it's just so fascinating to me because I want to I want eventually and I got to be careful with what I say, but like I do sure. want to try them at some point, you mm-hmm. know, when my kids are older and are, you know, responsible adults all that good stuff. But yeah, I do want to try them because it's well having kids is one of the big reasons why I don't because we don't have a lot of help, you know. I <laughs> yeah, can't like I
0: yeah not only that i think i'd be too worried about like i don't know maybe i'm putting too much uh preposition on to a trip that hasn't happened yet but at the same time anxiety uh, tripping and bad tripping is terrifying as a single person with no responsibilities you know and you have to deal with uh ego loss and and all that the breakdown of all of your illusions that's a lot easier as a uh, 20 something. I mean, Hey, I, I know that a lot of people out there handle it plenty fine with plenty of kids and all that, but I can definitely agree with you on this one where, you know, I, I, I have access to like DMT right now. And I just, I'm still like, mm-hmm. what's, you know, I, I'm sure it would be a good thing, but how much do I want to drastically change my consciousness right now with a four-year-old and the oh, way right. the world's going right now, you know, who knows?
1: Exactly. And that's <laughs> like, I can't, I can't even smoke weed. Like I get so paranoid and stuff. So like, I won't, I don't drink either, but that's a mm-hmm. different story for yeah, a different too. time. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I just I, just having him in the house makes me way too paranoid and mm-hmm. I don't know. Fair but enough. that's just one day. I I plan to try them and see what it's like because I've had other people too tell me like dude, it sounds like you can kind of, you know, do something similar to that, you know, not necessarily a full DMT trip or whatever, but yeah, where were we um what was I going to say? Well, it, well it's uh, the, real, yeah go ahead yeah no you go ahead go ahead i
0: was just gonna say it's not uncommon that like people that uh have a lot of lucid dreams like my wife has almost all of her dreams sound like lucid dreams for the most part she's telling me dreams and i'm like wait was this a lucid dream she's like i guess yeah pretty much like they always kind of are <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah, well, so like she has the mind that already kind of thinks psychedelically you know
1: yeah, and that's something, yeah so like I've had these vivid vivid lucid dreams ever since I was a little kid. you know, this mm-hmm. is how I dream and when I don't have one, it's very superficial. It's just like, oh, I saw this person in the dream you know it's like I don't remember it, but mm-hmm. I usually remember them pretty well for the most part and uh yeah, it's weird, but this is something too that I haven't ever talked about, but me and my mm-hmm. wife experienced a lucid dream together one time and whoa. It's it's weird because we didn't talk about it right away. We talked about it like a month later or something, but so I don't know exactly if we had it on the same night, but I would assume we probably did because just the from trying to piece it together, it seems like it would have happened about the same time. But we had this weird dream where we were both like taken it was some Asian city and we were taken underground and they had these like monsters in cages. And we were like seeing them and they, it was almost like a fight club for like these like cryptid, like monster things. And she developed this weird connection with one. And I had the same dream.
0: And That's like, wild.
1: You know, I don't know if there's anything more profound to go off of that, but like, we were just talking one day and it was like, she's like telling, and I was like, wait, did I tell you that dream? And she's like, no, this is a dream I had. And I was like, wait, 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 you're telling me you had a dream where you were like, we went underground in let's just say like Tokyo or something like and you saw like monsters in cages and she was like yeah and we like described this monster kind of like similar to like something from Monsters Inc the big blue guy but it was more like like kind of what I was picturing too <laughs> yeah like a purplish gray hue with horns and things like that and she's like it was like a bull kind of, and I'm now I'm thinking like, is this like a minotaur type thing that we saw? <laughs> like I couldn't tell you, but like it's Moloch. It's just, <laughs> maybe. But it's just yeah. so weird to like have a similar dream as someone that you sleep next to. But, but, yeah, dude. And then um wasn't gonna say lucid dream. We were talking about like lucid dreams going into sleep paralysis. Mm, so yeah. One I've had this was fairly I haven't had I had one that uh, happened a few weeks ago. We'll talk about that. And it has to do with crystals. Cause I just kind of got into crystals. Do you?
0: Interesting.
1: Do My you wife is very that?
0: into crystals and different minerals and things like that. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So. We'll, well, I'm a believer. Uh, yeah. And it's, it, I was such a skeptic with them. Like oh, dude
0: forever.
1: So <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> like after I had the one. Uh, encounter sleep paralysis thing. I guess I can tell that one too. But I had sure. one that led me on a spiritual journey that kind of led me into like the Hebrew roots movement type thing, and I got big into that for a while. And mm. everything was satanic. Everything was devil worship. I was like, you know, no, nothing occult. Nothing. Everything's witchcraft. Get it all out of the house. And of course, my wife was a yoga teacher and into all this shit, so that caused a little bit of a. Mm little uh strife in the yeah. relationship but um so she didn't have because like, i was a son of a bitch and I, I can admit that you know we all have our problems but <laughs> hey we well, yeah, come around
0: we, we get through shit you know
1: yeah exactly but uh so she kept all her crystals obviously and stuff and she had them in her in our closet and she just had them like in a bowl and one day over the summer um my son was playing in our closet and he like pulled down some boxes. And of course the bowl of crystals fell out on the floor and I'm like picking them up and I'm like, whatever. And I pick one up and it was a piece of hematite. And I had this like Lord of the Rings Gollum moment where I was like, (laughs) my precious, like I just picked it up and I like, I felt good. It was the weirdest thing. I just felt very calm. Like I was kind of mad that he pulled all these boxes down and I picked this rock up and I was like, Oh, That's cool. You know, it was just kind of like this thing. And I put them all away. And then I kind of went back a few times, like into the closet to like look at this little rock. It was it was weird. And then one day I like talked to her, I was like, Can we go to a crystal shop? And she's like, Yes, finally. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Welcome. You finally Uh,
1: arrived. (laughs) Right. And then of course, I I'm extreme with everything. So now it's like balls to the wall. There's crystals all over the place. But I had this. (laughs) very weird lucid dream with crystals and i was holding i don't know if your audience knows about stuff but i was holding a piece of indigo gabbro which is also called mystic merlinite which is supposedly like a very magical stone that like people that practice magic which i don't but like they they use this and it came with a set that i got whatever i'm holding this rock and i just fell asleep with it in my hand and i had this most bizarre dream. So I went to this place uh and it's funny cuz like Ron from New England just put a an episode out about dreams mm-hmm. yep. and he talked about this and we were on another show together and we kind of talked about it too but in a lot of these lucid dreams I go to places that there's like a whole history that I have in these dreams like I know the background information. I've been to the same places multiple times and things like this and once i wake up i i couldn't tell you like mm. what it is but when i'm there i know like oh that room is down this way and the, the place i go to a lot is this i'm gonna call it like a university i don't know, it's big white building with red carpets and i'm sure there's some occult connections with that but like <laughs> um I, i've been there multiple times in dreams and it's always for something i'm always there to take a test and it's the weirdest thing and I'm always there to take a test. And there's something that I'm that's distracting me from getting to the location I need to get to. So in this particular dream, I'm holding onto this rock in the real world. And I'm, I'm in this place and I'm walking to take some test. I couldn't tell you what test it was or anything like that, I don't know. But as I'm, I'm waiting in this like area and there's just bookshelves everywhere. So I'm like looking through the books and I can feel them, I'm picking them up, looking at them. And then I look at the bottom shelf And there's just like displays of crystals everywhere. Right. So I'm like, huh, that's cool. And I'm like looking at them and looking at them and I'm in the dream. I reach in my pocket and I have all these rocks in my pocket that are mine and I can visually identify them and connect them like, oh, I these are all my rocks. Right. So I'm looking and then they have these drawers like a thing and. There's just drawers of like loose rocks in there, right? So I'm like looking through them and like thinking about stealing some of them and whatnot. <laughs> and like, then all of a sudden they call my name, right? In this dream, they call my name and I'm like, oh shit, you know. And I look down and all my rocks, my personal rocks that were in my hand are now mixed in in all these drawers. And I have like 30 seconds to like try to find all my rocks. And I'm like trying to, by feel, grab all these rocks and like get them and i got most of them and then i woke up holy shit it was just (laughs) such a bizarre dream because i woke up like one of the rocks i found was the rock i was holding in my hand
0: oh that's wild and it's like how the
1: (laughs) hell do you explain that is this just like there's yeah there's a
0: i that's always like the theme of, of lucid dreams that there's a connection from one place to the other that was the only one i had was a strong connection where at the very end of it so i was in my room and my room looked all futuristic like i had a flat screen tv but i there were no flat screen tvs yet it was pretty crazy and like i couldn't open my windows and uh i couldn't open the shades that's what it was and i would feel the back of my head and i could feel a pillow there and i could feel my eyes close even though i was like looking in my room so i was very aware that i was touching my real face like while sleeping and it was like taking that experience into the dream with me and using that in the dream. It was very bizarre. And then finally my phone rang and I picked up the phone and it said, like, if you'd like to wake up, press one or something like that. It was some cue to wake up and to make the conscious decision in the dream to do so. And so I like did whatever the thing was, press one or whatever and immediately my real phone rang next to my bed and I woke up. Yeah, that's, it's like, it's too much, man. It's yeah, that's, cool. that's insane.
1: But it's not, it's make- not that
0: it has to be like a coincidence or a synchronicity. It's almost like, it's just two different ways of looking at the same thing. It's, it's mundane only once you realize that everything is, like synchronous it's all together yeah
1: and that's that's something I've kind of like because when you try to explain a synchronicity to someone it's like you know like oh we're driving in the car and I see the word I'm looking for on a sign like mm. it, to anyone else they're like okay that's a coin you know big deal yeah, it but takes it's like
0: five or six to get them really looking <laughs> right but
1: it's like it's so they're so personal to you at that moment yeah that's and that's why i think it's you know i think it's done by design you know to keep us kind of confused or
0: yeah you universe know, is always winking at us
1: <laughs> yeah but it's like try to explain that oh i was driving down the road and i saw the word heart on the back of a car and that's the word i needed to hear at that moment and it's like right. dude okay whatever but like, like you're just no, grasping no, but, at
0: anything right right <laughs> but it's like no
1: to me that's i, I needed that right there and that mm. worked so but uh oh that goes right
0: into the idea of like the dehumanization that we're going through because most of it is about spirituality. Even if you're not religious, they're just trying to take any interior experience really out of the equation and in the on that level anyway that meaningful connection with the with the rest of the world. I don't know. Yeah. I see it. And yeah. we and push back against it.
1: Exactly. And dude, it's so like we went out to eat today. New York just put in a uh, mask mandate again and like we went to the store and whatnot. My wife's like trying to put the mask on. I'm like, D- don't, it doesn't matter. And like, I'm not wearing one and no mm-hmm. one said anything. And I'm like, see, mm. it doesn't That's matter. That's good. Yeah. But I don't want to get into that topic. We're talking no, about the paranormal it... tonight. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, the good stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's just the connections
0: are insane. You know, the fact that it's, there's no denying it that we, that our dreams, uh, are, I, I don't know what they are, but they're clearly connected in a very visceral way to the physical plane. And it's really weird. And I've heard there was a doctor back a while back on Joe Rogan like a year ago talking about um, dreaming and sleep and the importance of sleep and everything and um, mentioned marijuana and how like pot smokers do not get the sleep that they're supposed to get. And I'm like, ah, shit. (laughs) And I don't dream. I don't dream hardly ever because of that. And uh, yeah, I should probably cut down or something
1: (laughs) so I can dream
0: again because I'm sure it's healthy to do so.
1: Yeah. I mean, even just from like a tolerance perspective, you know, Yeah. just just take a break (laughs) once in a while and just just record it. See if you do dream more, you know?
0: Yeah. Because I remember having, I used to have like a, not, they weren't lucid dreams, but they were. It's kind of what you were saying about how you had that history in the in one place and you can go back to places like I had this one and it wasn't necessarily a positive thing it was a very like freakishly horrific sci-fi nightmarish kind of thing but like it was always this one gigantic house that I was always able to and I've had that dream since I was like a little kid and Mm -hmm. I would still go back to it as an adult sometimes it was very it's just ominous to have that other world in, in your life. And And the more you pay attention to it, the more vivid it becomes, you know?
1: Yeah. And you're not the first, I mean, I've talked to dozens of people that have the same story. It's like, oh yeah, there's this house and a lot of people, you know, it's their childhood house or whatever, but it's, it's different. It's not exact. And it's like, why do you go back to these places? Is this, i don't know is it another is it another reality are we crossing a past some life
0: or something past uh,
1: life or a, a parallel universe where things are just slightly tweaked and so like you have this memory of it but it's it's just a little different or uh, yeah and you know
0: we, we always talk about predictive programming in this community but honestly i see a lot of like messaging about this stuff in in movies more than anything else like people take the truman show and they start talking about the firmament, but. Not me. I'm kind of thinking more on a psychedelic level. Like I remember the experience of kind of really being able to step outside of my physical life and be like, oh, whoa, this is 1% of my existence and i had no idea you know it's people take it so literally sometimes but the truman show can be taken on so many different levels you know
1: right i mean i see it as like a breaking out of the matrix you know a lot of people sure. put, the, put the religious aspect behind it but it's like that's it's breaking free from the system you know and and like you said there's a hundred interpretations you can make with that movie but i sure. i, I kind of look at it as very like uplifting like he was able to break out of that routine he was in but yeah yeah,
0: and it's too it's cool too because ed harris is kind of the representation of the ego because mm -hmm. he's the one that's in charge or the illusion of control anyway and he's the one that's like uh frantic about his reputation and holding things together and everything right but once he makes that
1: conscious decision to to stop he you see he really doesn't have any control over it so it's it's pretty cool And, (laughs) and and uh, I'm just seeing this for the first time in my head. I'm thinking back to it
0: now. Like Ed Harris doesn't like stay the antagonist. He's not like furious, like damn you Truman. man. He like sheds a tear. He's like, ah, good for you Tro, or something like that. You know? Right. So it's like, I like the message. I don't know if you can get down with this or not, but like a lot of people like to say, kill your ego, but I like to say, hug your ego instead mm-hmm. And kind of like settle it on down
1: you know right. well that's that's something i've kind of noticed like you know ha- with my wife being in like the yoga community and stuff it's like these people preach this you know kill your ego but then they're that's in the classroom you know what i mean yeah. they don't yeah. actually live by it plus know? it's like
0: you know, your ego's embedded in you you know it's a right part and of i you.
1: i think you need a little bit of ego like unless you can't just be sitting there and just letting the world pass you by. You have to kind of have a little bit of individuality and things like that. And it's, I yeah. think it's definitely a balance. I think you should keep your ego in check for sure, but uh, to, to completely kill it, I think is
0: it's the wrong message.
1: Yeah. I th- And yeah. And again, it goes back to word magic. Like you I really want to kill it. You yeah. really want to kill your yeah, ego? Yeah, keep
0: saying that, everybody. Yeah, I know. Do your hippie movement. No problem. We're not going to stop you as long as you think you should be violently murdering a big part of yourself that's connected right. to that's, this physical world that we're about to try to take away.
1: <laughs> right, and that's the thing. Like, when I hear kill your ego, I think sheep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, take away all your individuality. Take away your... <clears throat> just that little spark you have just to be mm. one with the universe. Well, I want to be one with the universe, but I also want to be like in the, you know what I mean? Like I want to experience it too. I don't want to just be a star. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, to me, the kill your ego is, I think it's impossible too. I don't think it's ever possible to truly do it. And if Mm. you do, it's good for you, I guess. I don't know. Maybe, (laughs) maybe that's, that's just for death. Right. (laughs) Right. But like, maybe I agree. I think suppress it a little bit, learn to walk in someone else's shoes and whatnot, but just, to completely take, take it away. I don't know. But again, that's, that's something like philosophical you'd have to really dive oh, deep yeah. into, but I, I agree with you. I think the word magic, like kill your ego is just being part of the, part of the herd. Like I don't want to be part of the herd. I want to experience everything. And maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? But
0: I like, it. I think, you, I think you shined more light on what I was saying. Like uh, it's shine your individual light and all of us in a commute. All of our individual lives kind of make that cumulative, right?
1: Like, look know. at it as like a mosaic painting, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, each piece is important. Like, let your light shine, don't completely kill your ego, just yeah, be yourself and be yourself unapologetically almost, you know? Absolutely. Don't definitely yeah, live keep in yourself truth. in check, yeah. But just, yeah, I don't like the word kill. I, I'm trying <laughs> to really, after reading word magic, I'm trying to really be like conscious of everything i say and it's, it's it's impossible to do too but you know you yeah. have your moments and stuff and that's like Ooh. another thing too people like message me sometimes because i talk about like these type of things and they're like oh how do you meditate i'm like dude I, I don't really meditate you know like sometimes <laughs> i lay down and i see images in my head and you know i i can calm myself down i'm better at it but like i'm not a guru by any means like mm. you got this is a personal journey you gotta go through yourself you know and yeah,
0: definitely and everybody does it their own way of course exactly but yeah it I does guess. it does help to to have kind of uh multiple glimpses to the other side for sure like you've had your experiences my wife has had a number of her experiences where you know it didn't take like a near death experience or anything necessarily to to help you become aware of that other side naturally, you know, in your life. It's pretty, pretty cool. Some of us don't have that opportunity. I, I felt like I was a very robotic person until I consciously chose to take psychedelics. And that's what, you know, it was like a slap to the face. Like, Oh, you thought you were about to get high? Nope. <laughs> you know, yeah. but it's like some people, have these experiences in their life that really like make them turn their heads and go, Holy shit. There's a lot more going on here. Like, I think I heard you tell a story about seeing your grand or an, uh, an image of your, your grandfather who had passed or something like that is my yeah, mistake.
1: So, so there was um, I think I talked about that on Janet show. It's when I was five years old, this is very weird. So this was, I would say my first at least conscious paranormal experience. And I didn't know it at the time. And I didn't know it until about three years ago that it was even a paranormal experience. So I was in the, I had to be like four or five. So it was me and my brother, we were playing out in the snow and we were like jumping off our swing set into the snow and everything. And all of a sudden, like I looked down and there was this old man walking into our backyard, and it freaked me out. So I like ran inside I left my brother there. Cause I'm a good big brother. <laughs> you know. I ran inside screaming, mom, mom, there's someone in the backyard. There's someone in the backyard. And then of course she runs downstairs and she looks and there's no one there. So Creepy. they just read it off as like, you know, it is what it is. But then mm. that it, that's been a reoccurring like memory I've had my whole life. And I always think about it. And like the guy's face was always slightly blurry like when I remembered it, like I couldn't quite see the, the face. And my son is named after my, my great grandfather. And we were, you know, after he was born, we didn't tell anyone the name and whatnot, but like until he was born. And then we were just kind of looking through old photos and whatnot. And dude, like there was this picture of my great grandfather in his hunting jacket. And it's like, as soon as I saw that picture, I, I saw he was wearing jeans, this like red checked hunting jacket and everything. And like as soon as I saw the picture, I was like, Holy shit, that's the that was the guy that walked in our backyard. And it Whoa. just clicked in my head. And like I'm asking my mom about it. She's like, I don't remember you ever doing that. And I'm like, no, it this happened because you start to go crazy after a while. Like, maybe it was a dream. I don't know. Right. But as soon as I saw that picture, I was like, Holy shit, that was that was him. And it's just weird and the only thing i can at that point (laughs) yeah so he died in 91 i never met him and uh he died before i was born but it's like the only thing i can think is like maybe it was like during hunting season and this was just like a memory on loop because he was in his hunting clothes and like my dad would have hung a deer up in the backyard so who knows was this just like a memory playing through or like the tape of reality because I, I try to think about like why would he be walking through with his hunting jacket on you know and
0: yeah it's so random it's such a specific image you know
1: mm-hmm. but that's interesting it, it's bizarre dude and yeah so that one happened and then I had another <laughs> one this is like a, a little one but when my my grandfather died he um he used to fly pigeons this was like that was like one of his hobbies he had pigeons and stuff so when he died in 09 they released pigeons at his funeral. And we drove to the, to the cemetery and everything. And the pigeons were in the back of the car with us, like the crates that had the pigeons in there. Mm -hmm. And uh, so funeral goes on, they go to release the pigeons and two birds would not fly out of the crates. Like people were shaking it and everything. And like, if you've ever walked on a, up on a pigeon, they scatter real quick. Oh yeah, These birds would not come out of the crate. And uh, so they just left them in there and then they put them back in the car and we got back in there. And I'm like, this is our grandparents here like they're sitting with us and again is it a coincidence maybe i don't but it's just weird that like these two birds did not fly out of this crate mm. at the funeral so to me I, I took it as a paranormal experience like this is not necessarily it was my grandparents in the as the symbolic bird. you know yeah just like a symbolic like
0: it could be the know. universe giving you you know throwing you exactly you, around, you know
1: exactly just
0: saying hi like hey i'm here we're, we're all here together you know <laughs> right
1: and that, that's how i took it and my brother who's very similar to me very connected to this stuff um the same way he took it the same thing and everyone else just was like that's weird that the birds didn't fly up so yeah it's bizarre man but yeah i've had i've had quite a few it, you can get into <laughs> a couple of them sure man yeah
0: um, whatever you want to tell man i'm open to hearing anything i mean i can riff on all of it
1: all right (laughs) i swear
0: man that's the whole point of what i've been trying to do is because people tell me paranormal experiences alien encounters and i'm like oh yeah yeah i remember that like from a psychedelic experience that had nothing to do with with what they had you know it's the Mm -hmm. the synchronicities are just really really interesting and and they they don't necessarily lead to some big truth here in the external world i think it it has everything to do with connecting us down to a very deep perennial level you know
1: so yeah share away man whatever you'd like to share i guess i'll say the most recent ones and then i mean i can tell you the one too i've told it a few times on other shows so the one that kind of woke me up but
0: uh oh i'd love to hear that one hell yeah (laughs)
1: all right so this one i'm sure you've heard it i talked about it i probably did yeah so basically I'll, d- I'll just do like a kind of quick wrap up, but sure. um, it was the night before I was about to graduate. I was putting together my portfolio for teaching and whatnot. Student teaching fell asleep at like four o'clock in the morning. And uh, I just passed out. And I was in this wild, lucid dream. And I was like jumping around, like literally flying through the air, right? Just jumping and running and f- flying. And then I jumped and I hit my head on the sky. And it made oh, like this, a. Yeah. Yeah. So That's it just. Nuts. Boom, and it, it. So to me, I'm like, what the? I just hit my head on the sky. Like, this is. Don't, this was afterwards, obviously. But mm. so in this dream, I hit my head, boom. And I wake up and I'm on a couch, a white couch in this like weird house. It's like a house with glass windows, like glass doors everywhere. And I can see woods outside and everything. Everything's white, like creepily white. And this lady comes up to me and she's like, Oh good. You're awake. And I'm like, where am I? And she's like, you were in a car accident. I'm so happy to see you. you've been out for a while. Like we're just happy to see you're awake. And I'm like, I wasn't in a car accident. I was just having a dream where I was jumping around. You know, I'm fully conscious of this. I can feel everything. I feel the sheets on me. And uh, she's like, no, you're in a car accident. You have to lay down. And I'm like trying to get up. And I'm like, no, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. This is weird. And like, I, I felt, Bad. Like it felt very ominous. It was creepy. And I didn't like the fact that she was telling me, like, I couldn't get up. And I'm like, no, I got to get out of here. And she's like, no, 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 no. And as I'm saying, no, I need to leave, her face starts morphing Whoa. as she's like telling me not to leave. And so the best, it starts small. And I have another story where I saw a girl's face morph right in front of me in the real world. I can tell you that. Holy shit! (laughs) But uh, so anyway, so it was didn't look like this though. But um, so the best way I can describe it is it kind of looked like Darth Maul mixed with like an orc from Lord of the Rings, like the the Urukai orcs, just that like kind of human, big nose, just nasty teeth, very demonic looking, Mm -hmm. and. uh, just like brown grayish skin and as she's as I'm resisting and trying to get up her face is morphing more and finally it like fully transforms into this grotesque face and she's like you're not leaving and I'm like I am I am leaving and I get up off the couch and I go to run and then I snap out of it and I'm in a conference room and I'm in this conference room and I'm like, they're handing me a piece of paper and I'm like foggy, not really paying attention. There's like 10 or 12, what I call generic politicians standing around in black and white suits. And as they're handing me this paper, I'm like, I'm just about to like sign my name. And then I snap into it. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. What, what am I signing here? And they're like, well, you have to sign the, the, the deals. You know, we, everything's all set. You have to sign. I'm like, no, I'm not signing. And I can't see what the writing says on the contract in this dream but i can feel the clipboard i can feel the paper i feel the pen in my hand and everything and they're like right up in my face now they're like come on we we've worked so hard you gotta we're, we're gonna sign this thing and i'm like no i'm not gonna sign it and then the same thing starts happening the more i resist all their faces start to kind of morph into that same demonic face the only difference is with this one um they all had like different color paint, like almost like war paint. You know how like Darth Maul has like the, the reddish stuff. Yeah, it looked yeah. kind of like that, but it was like, you could tell it was painted on, you know, like mm-hmm. over their eyes and stuff. And there was red, uh, turquoise, silver, orange, all, like all these different colors. And it, it just, that, that feeling again, it's like, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. I got just, this is wrong. It, I'm freaking out now. And, I'm like, I'm not signing. And they're like, you have to sign it. And then I say no. And I like go to push away from the table. I push away and I boop, I snap. I wake up in my bed and I'm in full sleep paralysis. I can't move. And I just I was frozen there for a couple minutes. And when I looked at the clock, so I fell asleep around 4, 4.10 in the morning. When I woke up, it was like 5 something, 5.30-ish. So I wasn't asleep that long. But dude, it just that one screwed me up for months and you know people were like oh it's just a nightmare you know you're getting ready to graduate and sign your life away to be a teacher that's all that was but and maybe it was but that led me into start questioning everything you know that started started journey Mm -hmm.
0: well because it's such a it seems like it's such a metaphor for for yeah i mean fine maybe it was partially just like a personal nightmare where subconscious fears or something but that's the thing it always takes a personal thing to kind of trigger someone into seeing life in an alternative fashion you know
1: and and just the fact that it was like this was the first time that it was like a lucid dream like it's usually just a lucid dream wake up sleep paralysis this was Mm. a lucid dream into another lucid dream that felt very real and like very personal, like just no, you're not leaving. And then another one on top of it, and then the sleep paralysis. So,
0: right, right. to me, it's yeah. like
1: three dreams and then a sleep paralysis thing. I, I just Plus that one stuck with me.
0: The lucid dreaming itself, kind of, I don't know. It seems like it's more than just subconscious, static fear. You know, where it's it's more of a lucid experience there's usually more to it in that situation. So who knows, maybe you were meant to start your show and meant to get going on all these things, you know? Yeah.
1: So that one happened back in 2013. Mm
0: -hmm. So, okay. So that was more of a premonition for all of this coming, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then, like I said, and I've seen those characters, uh, not the, not the woman that's face change. I haven't seen her again in a dream, but I've seen those like businessmen type things in, Probably six or seven different lucid dreams, very similar scenarios. They're trying to get me to sign something. And after like the second or third time I encountered them, I just learned to like ignore them pretty much Mm. and just like, no, not interested. And then they just kind of go away. But they always like approach you in like a group and they're all walking. And like, I've literally seen them in a lucid dream and I've been like, no, not interested. You should try to
0: fire them all next time.
1: Right, <laughs> You're all fired. all fired. And then they're like, no, we're your spirit guides, asshole. We're trying to help.
0: <laughs> Stop seeing us as the enemy. Right. Can we're you put demons. us in something nicer looking than these suits?
1: Right, uh, But it's just, it's crazy. It's so that one, that one was insane. And I've had a couple other ones. Um, yeah. But then I had the one that happened in August, 2020. And this one. This is the one that like fucked me up big time for several months. It happened in August. And then I had another sleep paralysis dream. It's happened on August 4th. And then the next one I had wasn't until April 4th, uh, 2021. And this is weird that they happened on months that start with a on the fourth of that month. I don't know if there's any significance behind that. It's just a weird observation. I, I noticed, but the one that happened in August was very bizarre um have you you've heard this one right with
0: I probably did
1: okay if you told it
0: on uh with New York I, Patriot I'm or sure Janet I said on,
1: yeah but this one <laughs> I'll just say it because yeah, I go for
0: it yeah. my audience may not some people in my exactly. audience may have not heard it so
1: right so if you've heard it I'm sorry but <laughs> this one was. Hey, it wild. always is
0: a different take from show to show you know
1: exactly so what happened was I got home from work it was just a normal day it was kind of kind of stormy a little bit but like about to storm it didn't actually thunderstorm and i get home you know dog's going crazy kids are going nuts it's just a normal day it's like 4 30 in the afternoon and uh this is just kind of weird might not have anything to do with it but i went to go let the dog out i opened up the sliding glass door and the second i opened it it sounded like a shotgun blast went off and i'm like the hell and i looked up And in our backyard, we have, like, a fenced backyard, and then there's a sidewalk on the other side of it. And there's, like, a power line or a telephone pole or whatever. And I just happened to look up at the right time, and I saw one of the breaker arms just snap off the thing. The wind just blew it off, and that was the loud pop I heard. And, again, maybe nothing to that, but it was just weird that I happened to look up at the moment, and then, of course, all the power in the house went out. And what's weird, too, is, like, it's only... It was the house right behind us, our house, and then the house next to us, or the only three houses that lost power, which is it, it's kind of weird, but again, whatever. Something
0: showed up that sucked <laughs> a whole lot of energy into one spot. Yeah,
1: it, it's just bizarre, because usually you see, like, a whole street out or something. Yeah, and, whole grid. But, but so that happened, and, we're like, my stepson, he's he was uh, 10 at the time. He's 11 now, and my son was 3. And my stepson just started freaking out. Like the power's out. And I'm like, dude, relax. It's four o'clock in the afternoon. Like it's still Mm. light out, you know? (laughs) He's like freaking out. Like, oh my God, we got we lost power. We have to find the light. And I'm like, dude, relax. We got it. And I have all my camping and prepper shit. So I'm not too worried about it. You know. Mm -hmm. But I don't have a generator. So that's yeah, neither do I. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, he's freaking out. And we're like, all right, let's just go out because maybe it'll be back. I call national grid and like, we have got a power out. like, yep, we know about it. Okay. So we go out, we just spend the day. We get some like Chinese food and whatnot and whatever we get. We drive around until my three-year-old falls asleep. And it's around like eight o'clock ish. He fell asleep. So we get back. Now the house is pretty dark, set up all the lights and everything. I put my son up in his bed and my stepson's still freaking out. And he's like, I'm like, whatever, dude, just sleep in our room tonight. You know, just it's fine. Just sleep on the floor. We'll set, I set up a sleeping bag and everything for him. Do the nightly routine, and there's nothing to do. So we go to sleep probably around 9 30, 10 o'clock ish, whatever. And uh, I'm sleeping. And then all of a sudden, I wake up and I hear this the room, uh, the door to my son's room opening and I hear him walking out. and... I'm not thinking anything of it. He's three years old. He used to do this all the time. He climbs into bed with us, Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever. Oh yeah. So I I hear this and I'm like, okay, he's coming in. But what's so weird is like, I didn't know it at the time, but I believe I was in a sleep paralysis state when this happened because I heard it happening, but I didn't like get up and like, usually I'll like run out in the hallway and grab him and like walk him in. So he doesn't go down the stairs or something like that but I just, I was like, okay, he'll be in in a second. And I heard his feet walking on the floor and I heard you know him open our door and come in. And again, I didn't look, I was just like, all right, he's coming over and I hear him walk around the bed and he climbs over to my side, climbs on top of me, literally like need me in the balls. So I felt yeah. that <laughs> and I'm like, hey, come on. And then he gets in between us. But again, this is what's weird. I didn't look at him. You know, mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, at the time I just was like, I'm too tired. I'm not going to do it. But I really, after thinking about it, I, I believe I was in like a paralysis state. Um, so he gets in between us and he makes himself comfortable and he's a big kid. And he starts like kicking me and I'm like, knock it off. You know, like normal, you know, he'll kick us, mm-hmm. you know, a couple times, whatever. Oh, but yeah. Now he's like, <laughs> now he's like really kicking me. And I'm like, what's going on? And then he's like, doing like leg lunges, like just pushing me, pushing me. And I feel myself sliding off the bed. And then I'm like, I'm trying to catch myself and I caught myself, but I really didn't move. It's weird to explain this. So like, I feel myself sliding off the bed and I stop and I turn and look to say like, stop, you know, knock it off. And then I when as I turn, it's just this massive black hole in the center of the bed screeching. And it sounds like a ring wraith from Lord of the Rings, that high-pitched squeal. And it feels like I'm being hit on the side of the head with two leaf blowers, just like with this high-pitched squeal. And I'm just completely frozen at this point, right? And it's just in the bed, like I can't, it's all the light in the room is just sucked into this black hole. And I feel myself literally being pulled into it, like I can almost, like, feel, like, the atoms and the skin in my face just being pulled and sucked into this hole. And I'm, like, doing whatever I can to, like, hold on to the bed. And it's, like, I just scream out, Jesus Christ. And it it just, poof, disappeared. Wow. And, like, it just stopped. And I, like, saw my wife on the bed. Like, literally looked like a puff of smoke. Just, And then I was completely unfrozen. I can move. I got up. I'm like, I'm feeling the bed. I run into my son's room. He's sound asleep.
0: Holy shit. That's crazy, man. And
1: I I didn't check the time. I didn't check the time, but I like ran. I checked him. I'm like pacing around. Like I made a lot of noise at this point. And my wife didn't wake up. My stepson didn't wake up. Nothing happened. And I was like, I was up for the rest of the night. And that shit just really screwed me up for, several months. I didn't even tell my wife about it until like around Christmas time, like December. Damn.
0: That's yeah. That's intense, dude. (laughs) uh, (sighs) Anything with kids. Right. Because like now that you're a dad, it's like, I mean, I was a huge horror movie fan. I still am, but I got to be real fucking careful. I got to be careful with like detective shit. Like mm-hmm. anything with like kid violence or kid death or, and of course every horror movie, it's like the kid's possessed. It's, it's so, I can't even go there anymore. So having like a lucid dream where your kid turns into a black hole, like a screaming death black hole, that's pretty scary. Yeah,
1: yeah. and <laughs> dude, like, I was terrified, but then I was like pissed off. Like I was pissed that it like, because to me, it was like, this thing didn't get to me for so many years, whatever this mm. entity or whatever it is that was torturing me through sleep paralysis through all my life. Cause I do believe it's some type of entity or energy or negativity. And mm-hmm. it's, it's always got the same feel, you know, it's, yeah, it was you. either standing in the corner of my room when I was a kid or it was on top of me like Mm. making me feel like I couldn't breathe. And it was the same thing, you know, it was the same thing. And I was just so pissed that it like pretended to be my son to like get to me because I was like in this vulnerable state where like, I'm not going to even think twice that he's coming in our room at this time. And yeah, so that went from like horror to like pissed off to like (laughs) all these different emotions. But, and then I'm like, well, what the hell? Like, I thought I was doing all this like spiritual work to keep this shit away. Like, why is this back now? You know? Mm. And it was just, it was crazy, but it just, and of course it happened like during 2020 and I was already kind of awoke to all the nonsense that was going on, you know, mm-hmm. w- last year, but it just really like put it into perspective for me. Like we're done. Like I'm not, there's bigger shit <laughs> to go- that's going on in the <laughs> World, you know what I mean? And it just I don't know how to explain that one. That one just it messed me up it's for it. a while. I still I can remember it vividly. It it's never gonna go away, you know. It's not yeah, people that said it was just like a nightmare. I'm like, no, this wasn't a nightmare. I physically felt him climb on the bed, you know. I physically felt myself being pulled into this thing, and yeah, that's what got me looking into all these other podcasts and like trying to figure out, like, all right. I know this is a spiritual thing. I've known it's a spiritual thing, but like saying the name Jesus Christ made it disappear. And I'm not like a hardcore Christian or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I was for a little bit at a time, but it's just, it's, it's bizarre.
0: <laughs> I think names, symbols, they have meaning and they have power, you know, especially when it comes to intention and, Hey maybe a name like Jesus Christ with all the collective intention behind it is powerful you know and you know even if the demons are in your own head you know that doesn't make it any less real and you can kind of do away with it with symbols and words and and, and intention that that has worked for so long you know right that's and why that's... i think people get confused about all the ancient symbols and stuff like that and they call it pagan and witchcraft and evil and and all that and uh, i I can't see it like that because it's just these are these are like symbols that represent like the mathematics of the universe and sacred geometry and it's like i don't i don't know yeah yeah it's
1: it's just been perverted throughout time it's just you know you take anything you take a piece of paper and you say it's evil or an evil group (laughs) uses a piece of paper to do something bad like People are going to associate that with something evil. But yeah, yeah, it's just that one, that one screwed me up. And that was (laughs) kind of like, I can see how that
0: one kind of dragged you into this world more. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So I started like, and then from that point on, I started noticing other just little paranormal shit going on around. And it really like, I'm not going to say it was an awakening because I've always been kind of aware of this stuff, but it like intensified after that. And I'm noticing all this weird stuff. And we had, You know, my wife had an incident where she was like just upstairs closing the blinds at night. And she thought my son was standing in the hallway behind her. She saw the reflection of like a little kid and she went and turned around and nothing was there. He was sleeping in the bed. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, so I I just, again, I think it's got to be this same like negative energy that just was,
0: that's how I described it, too. There was this thing that happened to me, um, not even to me, but there was just this negative feeling going on in the house at one time. And the cats are always going nuts in the middle of the night. That's where they come to life. My my, my family has three cats, and they're all insane. And mm-hmm. um, they battle each other and chase each other and stuff like that. And there's two black ones and one orange one. One black one's two chubby to like be nimble through all the chairs and stuff. So the other two will mess with each other and jump through the rungs of the chairs and stuff in the dining room. And so I'm just like sitting on the couch and it's nighttime that the lights off in the dining room and those two are going at it in there. And I'm seeing the third cat in there too. So there's two black cats and the orange cat all going crazy under there. And then I see my chubby cat walk into the room and I'm like, wait a minute, I swear to God, I saw three cats in there and it's not the first time this has happened. And it's weird. I, my wife and I, and my son, when he was really little lived in an apartment before this and that there was some, there was some creepy shit that went on. And the only things that really I noticed from my perspective things with the cats like weird little i don't know glitches with the cats going on and stuff like that they're they're in tune with something for sure i had a cat that used to just stare at shit that wasn't there like ah dude what are you looking at man
1: (laughs) and dude it's weird because we had we had um our our dog before we got the the new dog and then the next new dog he was a 14 year old (laughs) cockapoo and like the most chill dog ever didn't he would bark at like if someone came to the door, but he would just sit at the top of our stairs after this encounter happened with the sleep paralysis and everything. He would just sit at the top of the stairs and just growl sometimes. Oof. And it's like, this is again, he was a chill dog. Didn't do anything, but every once in a while he would just sit there and growl. And we're like, Oh, that's not good. Well, he gave me the chills. <laughs> yeah. And I can't explain it. And it's weird. Cause the hallway he would growl in, is the same hallway she saw that thing in the mirror you know Mm. and so it's like you walk up the stairs we have a bathroom it's the kids room and then our room and it's all got this same hallway and i had one too this was happened this happened last year either around this time or january ish and that's when all the kind of weird missing time stuff started happening too and uh, i was i got my son to bed he was asleep And I was in the bathroom, taking my contacts out, brushing my teeth and everything. And we have a big mirror in there. And if you're looking in the mirror, like out of the corner of my eye, I can see my son's door, you know, like through the mirror. And I see his door open. And I'm like, you know, he's up again. (laughs) And I'm like, great. And so I go to turn around, like I see it open and I I hear him coming out. And I'm like, I see this out of the corner of my eye. Now, granted, I did have my contacts out. So, but I, I saw something moving. And when I turned around to look, nothing's there and he's sleeping in the bed and it just sends that like shiver up your <laughs> spine and you're just like, it's weird. Uh,
0: <laughs> my son used to talk about an owl outside of his house Ooh. and I know you've talked about owls and I've actually heard you reference the fourth. Well, maybe you didn't reference the fourth kind, the movie, but you've referenced the, the accounts of people mistaking like entities for white owls and things like that. Uh, Have you seen that movie? The fourth kind? I haven't. That was creepy because it's kind of like a a fictional, it's a little silly because they're like, this is totally true. And it wasn't true at all, Mm -hmm. but uh, you know, about alien abduction, but it was, it's true that many, many people have seen this white owl. And it was very creepy because he was like, two years old and i asked him you know where does the owl go is he outside and he would be like inside like, okay what does the owl do and he would point to his own head and go Dzz. like you know make this weird like i don't know scramble out oh. of thing I, and i'm just like honey what's happening <laughs> And I actually reached out to a dude that wrote a book about this, about how these, God, I wish I could remember his name. His name is Mike something. I'll have to maybe put it in the show notes or something if I remember, because his work is fascinating too, because there's so many accounts of people experiencing that. And I don't know, man, he doesn't see it anymore, but he does kind of vaguely remember it, saying it Mm -hmm. and remembering it.
1: Yeah, and that's uh, I'll I'll tell that story too. So, this happened twice with my son. So, like, we got the fenced in yard and everything. So, it's fenced on one side, and then there's trees, a row of trees between us and the neighbor's house. And he was just outside playing one day, and me and my wife looked out there, and he's just like sitting in the yard, looking up at the tree, just talking. Mm. And we're like, okay, that's weird, but like, whatever. (laughs) He was three years old at the time. Like, yeah, they do weird shit sometimes. (laughs) But then, uh, so we went out, I went out and I was like, who are you talking to? He said, I'm talking to the owl in the tree. And I like look up and there's nothing there. And I'm like, okay. You know, it it weirded me out, but I didn't think too much of it. And then it happened again, like a couple of weeks later, he said, it's it's very similar thing. He's playing in like his little sandbox and he just stops and he starts looking up and he's just talking. And I was like, who are you talking to? And he's like, oh, the owl. And no owl it was middle of the day or not middle but like late afternoon sun's still out you know owls Mm -hmm. typically don't come out that time but i don't know and then i got another like he used to have night terrors when he was real little that's sad you know like it was total like sleep paralysis too because he would just be screaming in his sleep like he'd be awake but he wasn't awake you know it was just it's terrifying and you're just doing whatever you can to like comfort him he hasn't had one knock on wood like since he was like two years old but he would do that and then another weird he's very like sensitive and in tune and i know all little kids are but he just picks up on weird stuff but uh this one freaked us out because this happened when we moved into this house we moved into this house of january of 2020 and weird side note when we moved in here we got a um we kept getting these, uh, memberships to BJ's, you know, BJ's oh, the,
0: man. Yeah, the wholesale.
1: <laughs> so like they send them all the time, but we were like, you know what, let's do it. And something in my head was like, we got a stock up in, in January of 2020. And we went and we spent like $600 at BJ's <laughs> and I bought paper towels, toilet paper, canned goods, all this stuff. And then I, this was before we heard of anything going on in 2020, but it was just like this weird like calling i had to do it it was like we finally have the space to like because we've always been in small houses and apartments and this is a duplex it's still pretty small but we have a full-size basement so i was like let's let's stock up like hell yeah Side note, but anyways so, we're doing too yeah, exactly
0: just slowly but surely kind of like every grocery trip we've just been kind of getting more and more of the unperishables and stuff like exactly.
1: that. That's what I tell people because everyone, you know, says like, well, what? How, how do you do it? You know, you just go in and but no, when you go to the grocery store, grab like five cans of something, you know, yeah. or look for stuff like this. Grab a couple extra if you can afford it. It doesn't have to be like this. Crazy. Right. It doesn't expensive. have
0: to just be like beans in a can. You don't have to stock. You know, right. you can get. Just buy more peanut butter than you normally would or whatever you know more you know this or that don't go buy every fucking toilet paper roll in one flash you know anxiety attack
1: (laughs) yeah i have like a set thing i grab like two gallons of distilled water a couple cans of like green bean or whatever like can they have an abundance of i'll grab and then i'll grab uh just like a bag of rice you know just like little stuff it's like Fifteen dollars, you know, right? And but you do that every week. Before you know it, you got shelves of food and stuff. So, exactly. But oh, was it? Oh, so this one was weird. And my son, he was three years old at the time, and I have no. uh, I'll have to talk to my wife again after this, but this was just bizarre. He had an imaginary friend named Bertie. Okay. These are
0: always interesting.
1: Yeah. So this one was weird because he was similar thing. He's like talking in his room and playing around and stuff. And he uh we were like, Who are you talking to? He's like, Oh, it's Bertie. We're like, Okay, what's Bertsey? What's Bertie look like? You know, because I I love this I I love it, but I'm like terrified too. So I'm like, (laughs) Well tell me about Bertsey. And he goes, Oh, he died. And I went, Oh. Oh, Bertie died. I said, "What do you mean he died?" He's like, "Oh yeah, he died." And I'm like, "How did he die?" He goes, "He threw up." And I'm like, "What do you mean he threw up?" And then he like made—I don't remember the exact reference—but he made a reference to like he drank something and he threw up and then he died. And so. I'm like trying to research, like, did anyone live here named like Robert or something like did he die of alcohol poisoning or like, I haven't been able to find anything, but it's just such mm-hmm. a weird, he he made a reference, like he drank, basically he drank too much and he threw up and he died. And it's like, wow. that's just such a bizarre thing for a three-year-old. And like, we don't have alcohol in the house. I don't drink anymore. Like, mm-hmm. so it's just a weird thing for like him to say. And I, I could be looking way too much into it because as you know. <laughs> They do. We say all do. <laughs> yeah but that was a weird one and
0: anything yeah. with your kids man yeah the owl shit yeah just like you i'm terrified but i was also like fascinated and i wanted to hear more my wife's like stop asking him about it
1: right i <laughs> <laughs> don't want him to be the weirdo <laughs> but um but he's already a weirdo he's got me and my wife as parents he's
0: <laughs> uh, exactly that's how i feel but you know hey if, if, There's such a, you know, weird is such a better word these days.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm, Exactly. And uh, yeah, dude, I've had just strange little things like that kind of going on since last year. And then I had one other lucid dream. I haven't really talked about this ever. It's just very bizarre. It was, I woke up, I was on the bed and this is the one that happened on April 4th of 2021 this is the last like lucid dream with like sleep paralysis that I've had. And then I had another weird one in June that wasn't really sleep paralysis. We can get into that too. Cause it involved my dog as well, but I don't know how much time we have left.
0: <laughs> sure. No, we can, whatever you uh, want, man. Definitely get uh, into that. <laughs> the more of this dog stuff is pretty cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. So this one just real quick, it was like, I woke up and I couldn't get off the bed. Mm-hmm. So like, the lights were all off in the room and I could see like the light glowing in the hallway outside the door. And I just couldn't get off the bed. Like the bed was literally sucking me in, in this lucid dream. And like the blankets would wrap around my legs. I couldn't like get the carpet was grabbing me. I'd get off the bed finally trying to get to, I had to get to the door. That was like the mission. I had to get to the door and I I finally like, Tretch my way through through the room which is not far it's like a 15 foot walk like around the bed if even that and i finally get to the door and as soon as i touched the handle to the door i got snapped back into the bed and i had to do it all over again
0: oh damn!
1: so this happened three times um it's always three it's a weird whatever
0: (laughs) yeah i agree
1: (laughs) but uh so it happened three times and by the third time i was like oh I know what to do. And I just got up and like, walked to the door. Like it didn't, it was trying to resist. Like, you know, it was, it was like, no, nah, I'm just going to walk to the door. Like the first time was like, I'm like crawling through quicksand almost like to get to the door. The second time was a little less of a struggle. Mm-hmm. By the third time I was like, I'm done. And I, I just literally got out of bed and like walked to the door. And when I went to open it, I woke up and I was in sleep paralysis.
0: That's crazy. Damn, so I
1: man. don't know what, the significance behind that was or if there was any but it was just a weird thing and it's like as soon as I like became conscious and really aware of what was going on like I'm dreaming right like I knew I was dreaming and I was like I know this room isn't actually doing this to me and I literally just walked pretty much to the door and it just
0: it's like a metaphor for kind of sleeping through life versus waking up and realizing you know you know figuring out your illusions about things and coming to terms with stuff, waking up quote unquote, right. Interesting little microcosm doing the same thing over and over again, get stuck in that quicksand trying to mm -hmm. get out.
1: And that's the thing. Like I overanalyze everything. I'm thinking, me too. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we do what we do. (laughs) Exactly. And it's like, so that happened and that was the last like sleep paralysis I had. Mm -hmm. And then this one, i don't know what it is with this last one that happened in june it happened uh the weekend of father's day and it's just it's so freaking bizarre that we went to bed you know father's day was what it was my stepson was at his dad's house and all that so it was sunday yeah it was sunday night so sunday june 19th i believe it was normal day everything i whatever we go to bed and well i was up very late so i was up till about one o'clock which isn't very late for me but Mm. normal i had to like do stuff the next day so take the dog out at one o'clock at night or one o'clock in the morning he goes to the bathroom he does everything i go up to bed and i lay down and i just pass out which whenever that happens is never like a good thing (laughs) usually it takes me forever to fall asleep but so <clears throat> fall asleep and then all of a sudden my dog just starts uh freaking out just starts going absolutely ballistic in the room like barking scratching at the door going nuts and i'm like freaking out because we live in a duplex we have a neighbor that complains every time the dog farts so i'm oh, like geez. i get up and i look at the door or i look at the clock and it's 243 and i'm like okay so i was asleep for like an hour and the dog's just going nuts. He's scratching, like literally clawing at the door, just doing, he looks terrified. And I'm like, what the, so I opened the door, but I'm still kind of like half asleep, not really paying attention too much to it. And I'm like, all right, let's just go outside. I think he's just got to go out. And he's pretty young. He's only a couple months old at this point. And, uh, so I take him outside, I get his leash on and everything. I'm still like scrambling around. I get him outside. He literally runs in the grass and just lays down. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. I'm yeah. still half asleep. I'm not paying attention to it or anything like that. And finally drag him in, you know, he pees a little bit and I get him inside and he like won't come in the house. He's like really pulling me and he's a pretty big dog. And I'm like, get in the house. You know, get... Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I get him in and he I close the glass door in the kitchen, lock it. And he just lays down next to the door and he's just like, won't. And like I said, this dog is up my ass all the time. He won't follow me upstairs. He's just laying by the door. I'm like, whatever. I go up to bed, fall asleep. And uh, I wake up in the morning. It's like six o'clock, normal morning, nothing weird. I feel very out of it though, but I'm not thinking anything of it. It's just, it is what it is. I didn't get a ton of sleep. And I roll over and my wife looks at me and she goes, what's that on your shoulder? And I'm like, what do you mean? What's that on my shoulder? and i look and there was like a mark it looked like like a brand but it was flat like it almost looked the best way to describe it it looked like a bruise almost you know like that dark kind of maroonish thing and it was like a circle within another circle but it wasn't fully complete Hmm. and it was like okay, that's weird. So I start thinking like, did I sleep on my phone cord? Did I fall asleep on like something weird, you know, just right, left impression yeah. or whatever, nothing on the bed, nothing like that, nothing even in the room that was that size or anything. And I'm just completely out of it the whole day, call out of work. I'm just I had other stuff to do anyway. So it wasn't a big deal, but it's like, it, it just, it, I was just off all day. Hmm. and this mark was on my arm and uh i we like took a picture of it i went to send it to like my mother-in-law the picture wouldn't send which was very weird (laughs) and uh so i i posted it on instagram i like posted a little video with it it was one of the first things i kind of posted and of course you get a lot of people saying oh it's all fake whatever but i don't know what this was i have no explanation i mean i looked up tick bites i looked up bug bite like any possible thing i have no real explanation whatsoever um it's weird so that happened the dog was freaking out and can't explain it uh but something weird that i didn't even notice at the time but i went on uh another show called the uncomfortable podcast so shout Mm -hmm. out to them but he, he uh he asked me like did it did you have any pain that went away and this is so weird because i always have this like weird kind of like back tension it's not really like back pain but like i always have to crack my back mm. you know and i hadn't had to crack my back my- in like several weeks after this happened yeah. just kind of a coincidence but That's interesting it stayed on my arm for it happened like that monday morning it stayed on my arm till about friday and saturday it was completely gone it it didn't like fade away it just was gone and it's very weird and what's so weird too is like on saturday morning I, i forgot to mention this earlier but like all this year we were dealing with my son having he just got like horrible headaches he was puking constantly diarrhea like we just couldn't figure out what was wrong with him and they were like trying to send him for <clears throat> MRI. They wanted to do all this stuff and check his head and all this. And oh, we're like, what is this? And we took him to the doctor one day cause he was having just horrible headaches and it wasn't his normal doctor. She's more of like a naturopath, like nurse practitioner. And uh, she's like, I'm just going to run some blood work. I just want to see if anything comes back. So that Saturday morning, the pediatrician's office called us and they were like, Oh, uh, your son has celiac disease <gasps> and we're Jeez. like, okay. And they're like, yeah, we, you know, there's more tests we got to do. We want them to see a gastro doctor and everything, but they're like, we highly recommend a gluten-free diet. Mm. And so of course we did that, but, and they pretty much stopped, you know, it still takes a while to get used to it and everything like that, but it's just weird. We got that. And then uh, the Friday before that too, I forgot to mention this. We got a phone call from someone that's working with my stepson, someone that's helping him out. I'm not going to get into the specifics of it, but we got a phone call from him. That was very good news. And I just, <clears throat> I have to try to take this as like a positive thing. Cause I really don't know what the heck this was. I just know my dog freaked out and I woke up with a weird mark on my arm. And when it disappeared, we had good news the day before. and good news the next day even though finding out your kid has celiac disease isn't great news but it's an answer so
0: so yeah relieving as a parent and
1: this is what's so weird so like i just posted that video and uh eric from the uncomfortable podcast was like i want to get you on and talk about this you know experience Mm -hmm. and we're like just chatting on the podcast and whatever and he's like what time did you wake up again and I was like, it was 243. I don't know. It just specifically stood out in my head. And so he looks up like the angelic meaning of 243. Do you want to guess what it is?
0: What?
1: <laughs> Prayers answered.
0: Prayers answered. Oh man. That's and pretty it's like wild, dude. It's, That's so wild.
1: It it adds up to nine, and it's like all this stuff mm-hmm. with the number nine. And again, maybe I'm looking too far into this. Maybe I it was don't. something.
0: <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think you're looking too far into it, man. I think it's all there. It's all it, it, as far off as two things can be. They're still connected. They're still part of the same big blanket. All these threads, you know, I mean, the Beatles had that ominous number nine, you know, and even with or without the creepy Tavistock idea of the Beatles being just a created thing and all of it being contrived still the message is there it's it's being given the number nine is very important it seems tesla talked about it Um, Mm -hmm. vortex mathematics if you haven't looked into that look into that it's very interesting it's all about the, the number nine again man yeah we could we could keep going we could go in all different directions but we'll uh we'll we'll wrap it up here for this time and i'll definitely have you back man this was really cool we'll have to do some more work and uh the witness is going to be an upcoming show that i'll probably be doing uh late january putting it out so yeah we'll probably get some cool roundtables going get you involved in one of those man getting you know a more broad take on on these types of experiences and have some minds bounce some ideas off each other and stuff like that sound good
1: it sounds great to me man and i love that series it's so cool because again Thanks, like i man. said the reason i started my show is because i believe everyone's had some type of paranormal experience and i want this to be like a i hate the phrase safe space but i want it my <laughs> show to be like a safe space for people to come on and talk about it you know
0: yeah man definitely and just try to
1: not necessarily get to the bottom of it but just try to see all the connecting threads because I mean, I'm sure you've experienced this too with as like every guest I have has some weird synchronicity,
0: yes, dude, yeah, and absolutely. it's like
1: it's just it's crazy, and it's yeah,
0: yeah we already uh, did <laughs> we were just we you know the year anniversary we were talking about that thing, you know
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, so it's,
0: that's cool, man, yeah, yeah, it's always synchronous to to get together with uh, other podcasters that think like this. I think whoever's hyper aware of this kind of thing and and is actively critically thinking about stuff like this it's easier to connect on that higher level with one another so i'm glad we got to finally connect dude this was this has been awesome um thanks for sharing all your stories and please tell my tell my viewers and listeners where they can find you
1: thank you for that uh opportunity and it's it's been awesome dude um my show is called upstate unconventional i'm on all the major platforms i'm on alt media and uh, my Instagram, which is the best way to get in contact with me, is upstate underscore unconventional. So yeah, if you have a story or you just, even if you don't want to be on the show, you just want to like send me your story, feel free. You know, I, I just want to get people talking about it and kind of normalize the paranormal. So yeah,
0: hell yeah, man, awesome, Andy. This
1: was awesome. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Definitely, man, and I can't wait to have you back. And we'll uh, we'll get some some even deeper uh, threads uncovered, man definitely all right everybody check out nico's show and uh, have a great night thanks for listening to this episode of the deep share podcast if you want to hear more then hit that subscribe button follow me on all the social places and remember think for yourself but don't always believe what you think till next time Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, Massachusetts.
1: Enough, I get the point. <laughs> you have meddled with the primal forces of nature. <laughs> and you
0: will atone. What do we know? What do we know? If oh. I know what we
1: know, well, then I can tell you what we know, and if someone else knows, okay? Uh. <laughs> <laughs>